The Realm Tree. Episode 18, The Whale. Professor Doherty, are you sure that leaving me with the surveillance of the Realm Tree is wise? Oh, absolutely, Kai. Your terramancy abilities are needed to keep the students safe. My surveillance veins function in this room even when I'm not here. But only you can use those stone hands to protect the young fairies. Well, yes. Forgive me for being cut, but I know how our powers work. Ah, of course. I'm just thinking you could lose your council seat over something like this. It's possible, but there's no one else I trust right now. Why do you trust me? I haven't even been your assistant for five years. Because I have a theory that you care deeply for the late Taurus Grey. It is evident in the way you speak about your time together during the test. His death was tragic, but we can save the other young fairies from the same fate. Those aren't bad theories, Professor. Hurry back, please. From our little workstation within the tree, I paced down the hallway to a window and leapt. Wings unfurling behind me, I glided down toward the night realm. The eternal dusk of the realm was a hard adjustment for my eyes. However, with my abilities, I could peer through the bodies of water to find safe passage through the dark forest. Kneeling beside a grey river, I focused on it to see what lay ahead. My pupils went dark as I used the river as my eyes. A giant wasp eaten out of the air by a large eel, a prowling pack of wolves distracted by the smell of another dead creature, and about thirty minutes past that, and a little to the east, a small run-down hovel built into the cliffside. There's the place. I was met with a pair of grey eyes peering carefully around the doorframe. Uh, can I help you? Hello, and I apologize for the intrusion. I'm looking to speak with one van der Grey. Speaking? What do you want? Well, my name is Professor Ignatius Doherty. I need your help. I believe your daughter, Sai, and the other fairies in the Realm Tree this year are in danger. Van der Grey opened the door wider. The charcoal black of his hair and beard was flecked with streaks of grey. He had no wings. You're on the council. I am. And this isn't some kind of trick? You're not here to arrest me? Oh, certainly not. Tell me exactly what you want. You should know. I'm very good at spotting liars. I watched a dark orb form in his hand. Oh, there's no need for that, I promise you. I want to get your daughter and the other fairies out of the realm tree as soon as possible, even at the risk of my station. I assume you have some resentment toward the council for what happened to your son. This is your chance to stop it from happening again. <laughs> I guess there's not much to lose anymore, is there? Very well. I can help you with both my powers and the secrets I found. Now tell me, you were added to the council pretty recently, right? So, do you know about the realm beasts? I... The what? Come inside. We have a lot to talk about. At its full height, the Burning Lion dwarfed me, Ingrid, Catherine, and Gardenia. Or full height on all fours. Whatever. He was big, but she smiled at it warmly. It's nice to meet you, fair beast of summer. Ingrid. 
child of winter. You know the truth of the remaining beasts within the tree. We can feel the air is different in the tree this year. Our lives are at risk. It is getting harder for us to hide. All these years in the tree have an effect on one's mind and magic. It's talking to me in my head. Animals, even mystical ones, don't talk like we do. This is some form of telepathy. What was your first hint, Breezy? The fact that his mouth isn't moving? Babe. Sorry. I need to report this to General Avalon. Girl, why you always gotta be a snitch? The Council needs to know about intelligent life within the tree. Frankly, I don't trust that this beast or its siblings haven't hurt or killed fairies in the past. That has happened before, tragically. Most of us avoid contact with you fairies for our safety and yours. But sometimes armed soldiers appear and attempt to assassinate us. I have only ever retaliated in self-defense and I don't bother the teenagers who enter the tree each year. Armed fairy soldiers? Do they work for the council? Wait, Catherine, do you think they're day-realm military? I don't know. Some soldiers are part of monster hunting divisions for peacekeeping purposes. You seem to be taking the news that you're being groomed to hunt living beings pretty well. There's no room for personal emotions in the military. Just imagine how boring a talk between this chick and Mercury would be. You know Mercury Chase? Yeah, saved his life. What's it to you? We can talk about all of this later. Let's not waste Fair's time. I have to ask Mr. Summer Beast. Why are these people trying to kill you? Why do you fairies do anything? It's for power. Thirty-six dragonflies, the wind on their wings, flying around doing dragonfly things. But the night time comes and one drops dead. We're down to thirty-five and it starts again. Thirty-five dragonflies, the wind on their wings, flying around what doing dragonfly What number things. did they start at again? I think 1,000. Sunshine, our beautiful leader, I would love to have my earplugs back before they keep going. It seems I can't hear you, Lyndon. What a shame. We need something else to sing soon. It's been hours walking through this desert with no end in sight. And no nighttime either. It must be sometime in the evening, but this heat from whatever artificial sun they've been using has been burning hot all day. I'm ready for a nap. Though I've missed the desert heat of my home realm to some extent, I grow tired of this section of the tree. But if we keep going in this direction, we're bound to encounter something. Maybe this is what we deserve for leaving Malthus there. What did you say? Nothing, Sunshine. That's what I thought. So, enough whining and let's keep... You okay, boss? I, I, I can't move. I'm stuck. We all watched Sunshine's feet and ankles sink into the sand. What the? It's quicksand! Without thinking, I flung my hands forward and attached my shadow threads to Sunshine, holding onto her by the shoulders of her dress. She continued to get sucked deeper into the sand. (laughs) I'm sinking! Do something! Sunshine tried shooting fire into the quicksand, blowing it away from her in chunks. 
but any attempt to propel herself into the air was useless, as her arms were swallowed too. The sand wouldn't let go. I couldn't pull hard enough to stop her from being gulped down to the shoulders. To free my comrade from this sinking stir, let every grain release itself from her. Lyndon's telekinesis blew sand off Sunshine's shoulders, only for more sand and mud to fill in and take its place. She was now sunk to the neck. Get me out! Get me out! Get me out! I've got her, Lyndon. Focus on moving the sand so I can get her out. It's hard to move this many small objects at once. Let me see if I can loosen it instead. Sai, can we help you pull her out? No, only I can control the threads. All right, then we'll pull you. I felt Cedar's arms wrap around my torso as he lifted me up and pulled me back. Two Hazels joined in, and so did Nicholas, as best as he could. Lyndon was writing so much and so quickly that the glowing orange words from his quill looked more like a glowing orange wall floating in front of him. Almost there. Pull now! I held my threads tightly, tensing my arms and twisting them around my fingers as my teammates yanked me back. Sunshine burst out of the quicksand. The force caused us all to fall backwards onto the desert sands, our leader landing face first. She raised herself to her feet and started to brush herself off, mounds of wet sand dripping off of her pigtails. <sighs> all right. Enough of that, stupid sand. Sunshine. Are you okay? You're shaking. Of course I'm okay! Who do you think I am? Stop wasting my time and move! You're not going to thank Sai and myself for saving your life. Without her, you'd be lost! Lyndon, it's fine. Hear that, Lyndon? It's fine. Now, move! Sunshine stomped ahead of us, blowing the remaining quicksand off of herself with heated blasts. You seem upset. Maybe we need to talk about it. I'm not upset! I'm just... Annoyed. You seem scared. Ever since we found that Malthus guy dead. Scared? Scared? Of what? Scared of dying. I'm not afraid of anything. I will never die as long as my house lives on. Why would I, Sunshine Von Brass, ever be afraid of death? A massive white shape appeared behind Sunshine, rising out of the sand. Passing through the ground like a ghost was a giant, white whale. When its shadow appeared over her, she turned to face it, looking up in fear. We all stared silently. I watched Sunshine's shoulders rise and fall as her breathing quickened. She held her palms out and blasted the whale with an explosion of fire. Sunshine, it wasn't doing anything to you. Don't be stupid, Sai! Everything in this tree is out to kill us! Everything! With another wild thrust of her palm, she blasted the whale again. It righted itself in the air, then raised its tail behind it. It whipped it underneath, along the ground, creating a wave of cold air. Everyone, dodge! We dove and rolled out of the way as giant ice spikes shot out of the ground from the whale's attack. Those are some potent winter abilities. Is this the thing that froze Malthus Frost to death? I don't know. But it looks like this fight is inevitable! Now behold! Eyes formed in the air around Nicholas, creating three miniature cannons that hovered around him. Time to test my new technique! Ice Artillery! The air was filled with the sound of Nicholas's weapons firing infinite bullets into the wind, trying to shield its head with the side of its body. Good work, Nicholas! Hazel, show us what you can do! Very well! If the world thought two Hazels were formidable, 
wait until they feast their eyes on three splits again! A second hazel appeared closer to her, but this time a third hazel was standing on their shoulders, one foot on each, but she was smaller, no bigger than a squirrel, complete with a tiny sword of her own. Don't let her size fool you. This third hazel has the same level of concentrated light energy in a smaller and much lighter package. Fear my wrath! Using their pliable swords like catapults, the two bigger hazels launched the tiny one at the wind. I lost track of her as she flew through the air. Then suddenly, a huge slash of light appeared across the whale's stomach. She fell fully onto the desert ground with a crash. <laughs> Excellent! Now, Linden! Cedar, Sai, why aren't you helping? There's nothing I can levitate well in this place. Plus... This feels dirty. Look at it. That whale wasn't built for fighting. Something isn't right about this, Sunshine. This whale, her cries... <laughs> From the ground, the giant beast swung its tail again. Ice spires shot out of the ground in twisting spikes and spirals, trapping my teammates between them. They held Sunshine's arms behind her. Many others were frozen by their feet to the ground. Sunshine struggled to aim a fire blast at her restraints. The whale rolled its head over and looked at my face with a pale eye. You. Me? There is something familiar about you. Your face, your hair, your eyes. You look like the dead boy. Dead boy? My big brother? Yes, the one Valka killed all those years ago. You know who killed my brother? One of us, the great Autumn Owl Valka. In this tree, he killed the boy in revenge for his fellow beast. Sigh! Is that thing talking to you? In your head? The wounded beast started to rise off the ground, swimming through the air again. She kept her gaze on me. What are you saying? My brother was killed by a creature like you? My hands tightened into fists. This close to her, I noticed a glowing, flickering light from inside the whale. A death of retribution for a murderer. Stop. For killing the spring beast, the boy was sliced by the owl's talons. Stop it! Stop it! I fired my threads and attached them to the whale's shadow. With all of my strength, I forced her down to the ground. My word, Sai. She's so strong! It's not her! Something's happening to her threads! The thin black threads from my fingers started pulsing with dark energy. My brother was kind. Our gentle brethren. Your brother killed him. I twisted my arms around, rolling the whale onto her back with my threads. In a tangle of shadow, she struggled. I heard a blast from behind me, and Sunshine rocketed herself up the whale, having melted the icy restraints off of her. With wide eyes, the whale slammed her tail into the ground to shoot into the air. The force pulled me off of the ground with her, still holding on with my twisting threads. Sunshine blasted herself higher into the air and held her palm at the floating whale's head. Die, you stupid thing! The point-blank explosion knocked the whale off balance, its head burned and smoking. 
As the three of us fell through the air, she opened her giant white mouth as if to swallow sunshine. I watched terror take over my leader's face. Sai, help! Sai, help! Leave her alone! As we fell, I secured myself against the stomach of the whale, wrapping my threads from one hand around her flipper. From my other wrist burst a glowing blade of shadow. I rammed it into the glowing core, where the whale's heart beat, piercing through. The dark blade continued to extend until it pierced all the way through the giant whale, out its back. We crashed into the sand. By now, the others had freed themselves from the ice. Sunshine was conscious and rolled to her feet, thrown off the whale after we crashed, and I stood on the belly-up creature, my shadow blade still piercing through her heart. Sai, you told us your brother had shadow blades. Is that what you're doing? I... don't know. The blade retracted into my arm. I released my threads and left off the whale onto the sand. Cedar ran over to steady me. You okay? I don't know. Girl, you poor thing. You don't know what you've done. Wait, I can hear it now. The whale is using telepathy to talk to all of us. They can't have my powers. They can't. Who can't? The whale started to dissolve, her colossal body melting into thousands of snowflakes. The white flame that glowed inside her body hovered before me, where I had pierced through her. I stared for a moment, before it split into smaller flames and flew around my back into my jewel. A cold shock of energy struck my body, and everything went white. Fair, are you saying that killing you would grant fairies power? I am, as incarnations of the will of the realm crystals, we possess great magical energy within us. It was built into our bodies that these powers would look for a new host upon our deaths. It's not something we even knew about until the death of the butterfly Mir by the grey-eyed boy all those years ago. It sounds like little Jinx found a way to share her powers willingly, but for the rest of us, myself included, we would have to be killed. I saw memories of a time long gone, of giant beasts that ruled over the fairies, of a great war twisted by history, imprisonment within the tree, countless years going by. The whale's cries when she discovered the mutilated butterfly, body and wings in pieces, at the hands of my brother. Her own horror when the great owl swooped in and sliced him near in half with his talons. I fell on my knees into the sand. Tears streamed down my face. Sai! What's wrong? Hey, take deep breaths. You're all right. Sai, you're back. There's a ring of white dots around your night jewel. Like a snowflake. They're not dots. Those are jewels, too. 
What have we done? What have we done? Jinx, where are you going? It's raining out there. Come back to the tent. I'm sorry, Talia. I didn't mean to disturb your rest. No, no, it's fine. I can't believe me and Daisy dozed off, though. We were supposed to keep watch. You've had a rough past few days. You need your rest. Sure. Is something wrong? We are all connected. Us realm beasts. Our lives are linked to the essence of fairy magic itself. Tonight... I sense that the Winter Beast has died. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, Jinx. That was a whale we saw before, right? Yes. All those years ago we lost Mir, the most gentle one of us. Now we've lost Niket, the most sorrowful. It's not fair. It should have been me. Jinx, that type of talk doesn't help anyone. I know, Talia, but something is wrong. We have been trapped for thousands of years. Yet we were always safe. The fairies that hunted or challenged us were no match. We have grown old and grown weaker after all this time away from the realm crystals. I believe someone is exploiting that. It all started with the death of Mir at the hands of that night boy. It's only gotten worse. Who will be next? So something feels off to you? Yes. The air tastes different. Like there's magic from the tainted outside world seeping into the tree. I have a feeling that the barrier that once trapped us here in the realm tree has been dropped. I believe that there's a chance we can escape. I'll take you to the top of the tree, Jinx. Let's see for ourselves if there's a way out up there. We've both got a place to be and you've helped us so much. I promise we'll get through this together. Thank you. Do you want to come snuggle up under my arm again? I don't think I can sleep tonight. I'll keep watch so you all can rest. Go back to bed. You need it. All right. Good night, Jinx. Good night, Talia. The Realm Tree was created by Jumar Thompson and Julian Hermano and is performed by voice artists all over the world. To show your support, please visit therealmtree.com and follow our socials. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for episode 19, Pressure.